Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Coffee with Queen Bee. My name is Banoush, and I am your host today. Um, so today is actually a special episode, um, more like a surprise. Uh, I know things are a little weird out still. No one's able to go and do anything. So under quarantine. So I'm here to provide a little bit of entertainment for you guys. So today I actually have planned a scary story uh, episode. I actually got inspired by what we said. Um, they actually had two episodes in the last two years on scary sto- stories. And it was mainly for Halloween. But since I am a lover of horror movies and horror stories, I decided to do one myself. Um, so these are scary stories that I have found on Reddit and other social media platforms that I'm going to read for you today. And I hope you enjoy them. So without further ado, I'm going to get right into them. So the first one, I always share these stories with everyone, but especially women. It's so important to always be aware of your surroundings. The first incident happened when I was 20. My state has no, has a known trafficking problem and the city I was working in at the time did as well. I had just gone off work around nine and went to a grocery store near work to grab some things for the next day. The store was mostly empty. Pretty soon I noticed a man up in the sm- same aisle as me several times. He had an empty basket and kept looking at me. It felt like he was following me. So I called a friend, loudly told her where I was, and there was a man who seemed to be following me. The guy definitely heard me and continued to follow me. He followed me through seven to ten aisles at this point and still had nothing in his basket. He would pop up in my aisle within five seconds. When I went to check out, I told the cashier what had happened and asked if he could follow me, walk me to my car. I didn't see the guy after that, but I never went to a grocery store after dark. The next incident was a few years later. I moved to a small town. I went grocery shopping during the day, and it was busy. I was in the aisle picking out pasta sauce when I noticed a man in his 50s staring at me with a creepy grin. I looked him in the eye and said hi in a firm, unpleasant tone. He came with an interest in my face, and I backed up. I asked him if I could help him and uh, if I can help him and an approximation of his conversation follows. Creepy guy, do you model? Me? No. Creepy guy. What? You should. Listen, I know an agent and you would be perfect for what he's looking for. Here's his card. Me. I'm not interested. Creepy guy. Well, you gotta. Give it a shot. Won't know until you try. I could see you modeling cars. Me? No, still not interested. Creepy guy. Well, we're casting tomorrow. Bet you... Bet you might want a break from your job. Motions towards my work clothes. Where do you work? Listen, I've already told you I'm not interested. Creepy guy basically repeats everything. I'm not interested in everything, and you're making me uncomfortable. I walked away, but later saw the guy staring at me at the checkout and saw him approach other young women. I spoke to the manager and told him he might just want to keep an eye out. The guy clearly wasn't shopping and was just accosting women. I kept thinking of what his intentions were, and I'm sure they weren't good. Actually, this one's a really interesting one because Toronto, where I'm located in, has had a several few um, incidents like that. Um, I believe there was a girl I had seen on TikTok. She mentioned that there was this woman uh, coming up to her and talking about a certain church. I forgot what it was. Um, And that's a code for human trafficking. It's, I guess, a way to signal like, or trick people to kind of like follow them and go to a place where no one's really seen, no, they're not seen and they would, you know, um, or trick them to human trafficking of some sort. I'm not really sure. 
All I know is that this one particular church is known for human trafficking. Um, so it's kind of scary. <sighs> Anyways, ladies, definitely keep an eye out. If anyone seems out of place or just makes you uncomfortable, make it known and make it known to whatever store you're at or whoever's nearest to you. And if someone can actually walk to your car, because I know even for me, I had to have a few instances where I felt very uncomfortable walking to my car, especially at nighttime. All right, the next one. My dad told me a story about a father who passed away. Don't know from what, but he then later took his son with him to the afterlife. The son was in his teens, and after a long day of school, he came home feeling really tired and sick. He told his mom, and his mom just told him to go to bed early if he's tired. He slept on the living couch through the night. Next day, the mom tried waking him up, but he didn't. She was scared and worried. She then noticed he didn't have a pulse. She realized her son has passed. Weeks later, they had his funeral, and people were questioning how it that happened. The mother then told someone that she had a dream the day before her son passed and it was about her late husband, the boy's father. The husband told his wife, why did you bury me in such a place where there's none of my people? I'm all alone here and there's no one here I know. Why? If so, I'm taking my son with me. The mother was confused about it, but after telling her relatives about it, they all came to the conclusion that the father has taken his son with him. That's actually a little sad one. Um, uh, very unfortunate, especially if someone's so young. Um, but I guess that's a father's love, maybe? I'm not quite sure. Quite could be coincidental, you know? All right, the next one. Uh, somehow like a ghost or a guardian angel. I just came here to tell a weird, creepy story. Many years ago, my aunt was alone at her home with her four or five-month-old baby girl. My cousin, of course, lying in bed. My aunt was getting some stuff out of the closet and putting them over the bed and got distracted for a minute when she turned and realized that my little cousin was choking with choking with a plastic bag she left over the bed with all other stuff that started to turn blue. So my aunt tried to pull the bag out of her throat but couldn't. She was desperately ran, ran out of the house screaming for help for someone to call a medic or ambulance. Then suddenly a man appeared out of nowhere and got into the house. So my aunt followed him. He got upstairs and directly into the room where the baby was. There was four rooms. Somehow he pulled out the bag and started CPR for the infant. What my aunt found later talking with a medic. And after minutes, the baby caught breath again and started to cry. Right away, my aunt lifted her girl and hugged her like crazy. The neighbors just got there while she was crying, the baby in her arms, just in the nick of time, all screaming and joy and also crying. But wait, after some moments, my aunt, my aunt started to ask everyone were the man that just saved her daughter's life. In confusion, my aunt hugged everyone in the room. There were like five or six of the neighbors, but none of them was the one that performed the CPR. So my aunt went down looking for the man, went outside, then to the street, to the corner where he just came up. Nothing. Right next the other right next the other day. Sorry, the grammar is really bad. Um, she was asking all the neighbors someone knew the guy or have seen him and none of them knew of him or ever again. That's actually, um, almost like a guardian angel kind of thing. It's very suspicious or it could have actually been a person. I don't know. I don't particularly, uh, believe this one was a ghost, especially if they were, uh, performing CPR. I'm almost, can ghosts touch people? I'm not sure. I've heard stories that they can't. I've heard stories that they can. Um, but yeah, definitely a strange one. Uh, I 
he might have just been a nice person that came up and then left right after. I, I, I don't know. In any way, that woman was very lucky. So here's the next one. While I was in my senior year of high school, I experienced something really weird one night during a difficult bout of insomnia. Before you say anything, I've had many sleepless nights, but I never had anything unusual or creepy happen, with this exception. I was lying in bed just staring at the ceiling as I do these nights. On these nights, my bed was positioned next to the door to my bedroom with the light switch directly above my head. I would play this game when I couldn't sleep where I'd stare at the ceiling until I felt tired. Then I'd turn out the light and finally drift off to sleep. On this particular night, after I felt tired enough, I switched off the lights. As soon as the light flaked over the ceiling room in brown paint, I was immediately shocked when someone quickly turned to curious and started to make out the words. Before I could decrypt the first word, fear and panic took over me. My brain said, why the fuck are you... Excuse my language. Why the, mm, are you trying to read mysteries writing on the ceiling? Get the uh, swear word out. I immediately flick the light back on and writing was gone. I'm almost 40 now and have told my wife once when we were in college, but in doubt she even remembers. I guess there was like mysterious paintings and then he turned on the light and it was gone. I, I don't know. This is also a little bit poor of grammar, but it was good. Oh, it's kind of creepy. Really creepy, actually. But, you know, stranger things have happened. So this is one is apparently placed in a children's hospital. This is a story from, a, from my student placement at a children's hospital. The hospital was established as a military hospital in 1914 and was used in both World War One and World War Two. It was just shy of 100 years old. When I was there, there's definitely parts of the hospital scarier than the others, especially at night. But luckily, I didn't encounter much myself. This is a, a story about one of the first words I trained on. I was told that this word was used as a fever word in war times. Someone even said it was an open air word with no proper roof. But I don't know if that part is true. Night shifts were when the majority of weird things happen. I never did night shifts on this word, but I had been told many stories by the nurses and students when I, while I was there. Cubicle 1. Cubicle 1 was said to be active at night. In the duration of time I was there, there was a baby in the cubicle. The baby was alone since the family had other children and couldn't stay overnight. The call button would go off through, throughout the night, despite the button being on the wall. There was also an incident of the baby's bouncer turning itself on overnight. The bouncer was battery-operated, meaning it would rock itself and play music. The bouncer was on the floor, nowhere near the baby. The staff did not like the cubicle one at night. I don't blame them. The bay. The bay consisted of four beds and was previously used as a HDU section of the unit. There was one particular bed space that some of the nurses wouldn't go near, even on day shifts. There were multiple reports by multiple children who stayed in this bed of a military man coming to visit them. He usually stayed at the end of the bed and talked to the children. Nothing malicious. The children were never frightened, but the repeated stories of the man of the same man made the staff uneasy. As a side note, the most haunted place in the hospital was supposedly the mental health unit. These stories are also some also from other staff and students who had been there. Our matron was said to be very prevalent spirit there, seen by many staff. One parent even took a photo of her and showed it off to staff. 
There was a corridor. I don't know what it was used for or where it went. That had chairs placed as markers. Anywhere beyond that point, you were likely to bump into matron or someone else. I've had a handful of hospitals for my training slash career. You want a ghost story? Go to a hospital. That is very true. I've actually heard multiple and um, horror stories placed in hospitals. Especially the older ones I've heard. Very scary ones. Um, I've also heard that asylums, like former buildings that were used as asylums, are one of the scariest places to go to. Um, I would probably never go myself. Not curious, not willing to come across a spirit. I've also been told that there are some of the more angrier spirits, so mm, not looking for trouble. But this uh, particular uh, military one that I actually think he's harmless. He just wants to talk. Hmm. It's cute. Kind of. Not really. He seems like a friendly ghost, though. All right, on to the next one. I was 13 when this happened. Our breaker was a piece... Of square word. Wow, this couple couple of years have a swear words. And kept blowing. So I would go down into our basement and to fix whatever happened to our breaker. I will never forget what happened that made us move out of the breaker. Sorry, these these don't have punctuations kind of so I'm kind of trying to like say a bet like read it better than it's written. Uh, move out of the breaker blue again. So I had to go down there. I was used to this because it would happen so many times. If I, I go to our breaker and flip the switch that resets everything. So I had no light in the basement. So I waited a couple seconds in the dark until I heard the door to our basement slam shut. So I quickly flipped, flipped the switch back on because I was scared, not because the door slammed shut that needed a person to close, but it was the fact that Nobody was home. It was just me, so I yelled, hello. Nobody responded. And then I heard footsteps coming down the stairs. Then I turned to someone or something running in, running to me, and then the lights went out. I still heard running, so I remembered we have another door that led to our backyard. And so I ran, hoping I would run. I would find the door with, a, with luck and memory. I was able to make it outside. I looked back into the basement through the door, window and I swear to god I saw a pair of glowing eyes in the far back of the basement that is scary actually that's frightening I think this one was tied with something about a demon that's really scary Ooh, that gave me chills okay um just a few more the scariest thing I've, I've had happen while camping. So I live in eastern Oregon, and my mom lives in western Oregon. I went to visit her in the summer, and she's very outdoorsy, so we decided to take a one-hour drive from her city to the coast. We end up at this free campsite, the top of this hill, huge footfalls, coastal mountains, about a 25-minute drive, okay? And we were the only campers there. We relaxed for the rest of the day and made food, etc. A truck full of men drove up the hill and talked to my mom. I don't know about what, but what wasn't suspicious at the time and they left us fast forward in the middle of the night i woke up and my mom sitting straight up in the tent i wake easily so i heard a gasp and it woke me as soon as she saw i was awake she put a, put her hand over my mouth because i was starting to ask her what's wrong it was dead silent and all of a sudden you hear footsteps right beside the tent the little flap that covers the, the zipper was even moving thankfully my mom was quit wits and said very loudly Kenny grabbed the gun. 
Kenny is my dad, <laughs> although that doesn't matter. And mind you, he was not there. Just us girls, like I previously said. They left. No harm was done. Thank the Lord for my mama. That's very quick thinking. I would not think of that. I think I would start crying. Oh, God, that's terrifying. And this is why I don't camp. All right, guys, this is the last one. Her husband and her had just, I guess it's like a third person's Um. Okay, actually, I think this girl's talking about her sister. Her husband and her had their first child a few months prior. My brother-in-law was working the graveyard shift as at his job as my sister stayed home taking care of my nephew. Around 2 a.m., she heard loud knocking on her back door. She went to go check it out and saw a lady banging on the door asking for my sister to let her in. The lady told my sister that her husband had just beat her down the street and was looking for her. My sister was hesitant to let her in since she had a newborn in the house and didn't want to interfere. She told the lady that the best she could do is call the police for her. The lady told her my sister not to call the police and let to let her in. This is where my sister got suspicious. She went to the she went to get her phone and called 911. When she went back to the door, the lady was gone. The police arrived a few minutes later and they told my sister that the same situation happened a few streets down. Apparently the couple will go would do this to act would do this act to get people's to get into people's home. I'm sure this is very common, but ha- having it almost happen to my sister and my nephew just creeps me out. Some real clockwork orange. I don't know what clockwork orange is. Uh, I think that was like a horror movie maybe back in the day. I don't know. Uh, but that's terrifying. And lesson learned. Not letting anyone in ever. Um, especially at nighttime. Yeah, no, I'm good. Anyways, guys, those are all the stories I have for now. I hope you enjoyed this surprise episode. Uh, Please let me know what you think. And if you have any scary stories of your own. Also, if you guys can rate and review the podcast on Spotify, I would really appreciate it. And also, we do have our social medias. I have on Instagram, Coffee with Queen Bee Podcast. And, and then I have my personal one, which is Luminous 92 So B-E-E-L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S-92 um, to keep up to date and to hear for any news, any um, updates or whatever. So yeah. Anyways, guys, I hope you enjoyed and I will see you guys on, well, I guess not see <laughs> or talk to you guys on Thursday. Have a great day.